Voice of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. When the senses have... Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org, Brush Beater Training and Consulting, and brought to you exclusively by BrushBeater.store. So everything that you may or may not need for communications is going to be in stock there very, very soon. You know, I was dead serious when I said that I was going to provide as much material support in uh, the form of communications, optics, night vision, thermal, uh, IR, freeze-dried food, literally everything uh, that you can think of and a whole heck of a lot more is going to be there by the end of the summer. But I've got a whole lot of stuff on the communications front that is coming in stock. And when I get back from Wyoming, when I get back from Wyoming, because I will be headed out to Wyoming for the Scout and RTO course, and there are just a couple of spots left in the RTO courses out there in Wyoming. So if you're in the Western States, this is the last time this year that I am going to be out West. Last time this year, you know, this, this is it. So if you want the RTO courses, you want that series of courses. And I I do, I think I have one spot left in the scout course as well. Um, But both of them are a packed house as of right now. They're a packed house, and uh, I would love to have just one more of you out there, that opportunity to train. But what I'm telling you is, is that if if you are wanting to get in on training, the best communications training available to civilians, bar none, you can go on brushbeater.org, you can read the course reviews, best communications training there is, period, period, end of story. I mean, when you have career military officers, when you have career special forces officers, when you have career uh, uh, special operators that have all taken the class and they all have very, very tremendously kind things to say. Um, I think that that really speaks for itself and the thousands of people now that I have trained. But all that information is available and a heck of a lot more on brushbeater.store. That is brushbeater.store. And I have a number of communications products that I cannot wait to get out there. I cannot wait to get them out there. And uh, some of them I can talk about. Some of them uh, I'm going to keep under wraps. I would rather wow you. Uh, But the the one-time pad generators sold out of those. 
sold out of those inside of a week. Of course, the uh, the the extremely popular uh, range cards, the Ranger cards over there, uh, the full size Ranger cards. The Ranger Micro Card. I have two different versions of those over there. The um, uh, the AKM version that has a bullet drop compensator for seven sixty two by thirty nine. The M sixty seven round. <clears throat> Excuse me. Having a little sinus thing going on. Having uh, done a lot of yard work over here and uh, got a, got a little drainage going on. But anyway. Anyway, uh, also, 5.56 bullet drop compensator as well for the M4 carbine. 5.56 rounds being fired out of a 14.5-inch barrel. But the dope on that is close enough to a 16-inch barrel for... Uh, we'll say we'll, we'll say it's going to get you close enough. It's going to tell you where your holdovers need to be. Uh, so it's, it's close enough. Now, in the last solo episode that I did, I ran down how to use those in explicit detail. And, of course, the rangefinders themselves, very, very simple to use. Full-size rangefinder version has the uh, rangefinder, choke-type rangefinder in there for a number of different applications, ranging from a person, a truck, Average size SUV out to distance uh, fence posts, which, you know, out west, get a lot of fence posts. Here in, in the rural south, you get a lot of fence posts on farmland and, you know, all the way up in Pennsylvania, in uh, Missouri and Texas and everywhere where I've trained, I've seen a lot of fence posts in agricultural land. So, you know, that, that is a brilliant way to uh, have a rangefinder built in. And, um, you know, those are going fast. I am shipping out a lot of those every day, and uh, unlike the first run, I ordered uh, way more than I thought would be enough this time. The first run that we did, uh, man, I thought, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to buy 400 of these, and, and we'll see how long they last, and uh, that, that, should, that should last throughout the summer. I had no idea what the response was going to be. It was absolutely insane. So this go-around, I ordered double that amount, and uh, I think... I think we're about 50% right now. Uh, I'll have to go back and check the inventory this morning on uh, the specific numbers that we have, but I'm um, pretty sure we're at, we, we, I've sold about 50% of them, and I have another batch that's being made right now. Uh, so they will be back in stock. Don't, you know, if, if they do sell out, they'll be back in stock. Uh, <clears throat> but the one-time pad printers... They have, have completely sold out as well. The last one shipped out. I shipped it out yesterday afternoon. I have more coming in. I have more coming in. That's another product that I didn't think was going to sell as fast as it did. And, uh, you know, you, when, 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 when you get into a startup, you know, uh, something that's, that's really a startup enterprise, which is uh, what this is. It's what brushbeater.store is. You know, you really have to gauge what products you want to invest heavily in that, that you, you know are going to sell uh, and, and be a high volume seller. And then there's others that, you know, you kind of have to have to wait and see. And so that first run of things, you know, you don't necessarily want to bet the farm on something that's that's not going to to move a whole lot of. And, uh, <clears throat> you know. So things like the one-time pad printer and the spectrum analyzers, which there are more spectrum analyzers, the Tiny SA Ultra, which features a uh, four-inch touchscreen, 
this thing, it, you know, and, and I've got other tiny SAs that we've used in class, the smaller, uh, less expensive versions, and those are really cool. I, and I think that they're a game changer for communications uh, and signals intelligence. They have so many applications. And, um, you know, I think today, later today, I might need to do a lessons from the farm on those. I think I need to because there's a lot of questions that uh, have been fielded about them, and, and I think we need to talk about them. But I didn't think that we were going to sell as many as, as I ended up selling. I sold 20 of these in less than 12 hours, you know, that first batch of 20. And didn't think, you know, hey, it's, it's just like the Ranger cards. I think that this is something that people may, may want to buy. Um, a lot of people who come to class are going to want to buy this. But uh, I'll probably be sitting on these for a little while. And so I only bought 20. And, uh, man, it, I, I mean, I had no idea. It's less than 12 hours and they were all gone. And I uh, was shipping them out. I was like, man, that was that was something I, I now, in retrospect, I wish I had bought more. So turned around, got uh, two cases of them coming now. So, you know, there, there is an email wait list. Okay, there is an email wait list. There's a notification feature now that uh, by popular demand, people were emailing me like crazy. Hey, when is this stuff coming back in, in, in stock? Can you notify me specifically when it comes back in stock? Well, unfortunately, no. Uh, I don't have time in the day to go back to your email that I might have got two weeks ago and say, hey, man, they're back in stock individually I, I don't have the ability to do that and you know I, I i just don't it's it's time management it's nothing against anybody but it just is what it is right but uh there is a way to, to automate that feature and so because of the volume of people who have asked for it um now we have that automated feature built into the store and uh figured out how to do that you know and, and i'm not an it guy I'm not an IT guy, and uh, outside of communications, outside of uh, you know some of the social networking aspects and and uh, some of those things, when it comes to the nuts and bolts of some of these uh, some of this stuff, I, I'm I'm really not that well versed on it, uh, contrary to popular belief. But um, you know it 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 is a uh, it is an interesting thing, and what is really cool about all this is the interaction that I get to have with all of you out there, whether it's you coming to class, whether it's you buying products, whether it's you just reaching out and saying, Hey man, you know, like you're, you're really doing a good thing for the community because that's what I set out to do. That's what I set out to do with, with all of this. That's what I set out to do from the very beginning back on uh, 11 September 2015 when I uh, originally started up the Brush Beater blog and, and what it's grown into since then is, is this very wonderful community. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, brushbeater.store, by the end of the summer, it, it's, I'm telling you, it, I am so excited to see all of this. And really, as I was telling a, a close friend of mine the other day, uh, who, who I talk to fairly regularly, who um, we've got a class that, that we're putting together and uh, that's going to be offered later on in the year. And I'm not going to go into too many details about that just yet. Um because we've got a couple of things we got to get ironed out, but you know, it, 
what I told him was, was that the response to the store is so great that, you know, I'm probably going to have to dial back a few things that I'm doing just to focus on this because it's how do you serve the community the best? You know, how do you best serve the community? You know, I'm, I'm obviously I, I have no intention of slowing anything down, but there are some things that I'm going to have to change uh, a few things and in, in how I'm doing them uh, to accommodate other other endeavors. And, uh, you know, we're working on it and we'll get there. Uh, we will get there. But, you know, it, it, he, he told me this is so impressive to see this thing grow and see how it's growing. And uh, I really, really appreciate that. And I've, I've heard that from a lot of you out there. But, uh, you know, it, it, this, this community is really, really something special. And uh, I, I can't thank you enough for all of that. So Brush Peter Dot store, so many things, so many things over there that, that uh, I, I am just grinning ear to ear because I know. You know, I, I have the, the whole uh, concept of the operation and I know everything that, that is uh, in the pipeline of, of getting unveiled. And when I get back from Wyoming, when I get back from Wyoming, that is going to be uh, there. There is going to be some things that we get kicked out between uh, that time. But we'll say, you know, mid-June to the end of July Getting into mid-August, there are going to be so many products that we get kicked out on this store that I, I really think it's going to become a game changer for the armed American culture. And uh, man, I'm going to tell you, it's it's I I love I um I love to see it. I love to be a part of it. But what's most special to me is the fact that that I know now without a doubt just based on the response that this community has given me you know creating uh, this this whole culture around what we have making my book the number one bestseller now for seven months straight on Amazon it, it's it's really you know because it is June 1st sixth month of the year December 2nd 2022 was the day that the Gorilla's Guide to the Balfang Radio was published. And man, you know, it, it has been one special thing to watch. Uh, but this community did that. I didn't do that. I just hit publish on the book and it's just one more book of the millions and millions of books that are on Amazon. Nothing special about it, right? Absolutely nothing special about it. But this community making it what it is through the validation, through the sales, and then in turn making the store what it has become so far. And, and I don't even have all the cool guy stuff up there yet. I don't even have all the cool guy stuff up there yet. So, special, very special. All this is special, special times, special things coming, um, and, and really, really awesome, right? Really awesome. So, with all that said, let's get down to business here. We got some, some ground to cover in this episode. There's some uh, things that I really want to dive into, but first on the list is this piece coming from Kim dot com uh who kim.com unless you are uh completely ignorant to what goes on on the internet uh and and 
internet celebrities, so to speak, and uh, just don't know anything about any of that. Kim.com's fairly interesting, uh, eclectic character, I would say, and I think that's kind of putting it mildly. Um, <clears throat> you know, he, he's one of the original crypto bros and kind of um, an interesting cat. He's just an all-around interesting cat, but, you know, for good and bad. For good and bad. He, he just is what he is. But but what I will say is that, um, well, I don't agree with Kim.com on, on a lot of things, um, mainly due to his kind of eccentricities, you know, but that's a matter of personal opinion. Some of the things that he points out, he's very knowledgeable about, uh, and, and he does know what he's talking about. And he has a lot of people that are in, in well-placed uh, positions that talk to him, you know, mainly because of his, his level of influence. And so for that reason alone, he's, he's an important person to pay attention to. But now with Kim.com here, this uh, thread that was released very, very early this morning uh, that he wrote, Russia has uncovered a major CIA surveillance operation bugging thousands of iPhones of diplomats. Apple provides backdoors to U.S. spy agencies to turn iPhones into spy devices. Using encryption apps doesn't protect you when your iOS is backdoored. Never use iPhones for sensitive communications. Uh, he goes on to say the U.S. spyware includes a transcription tool that turns everything you say, not just calls, into text and sends it to the U.S. spy cloud. Everything you type on your phone is also logged. All your location data, including your movements and financial transactions, are collected, too. Um, uh, he goes on to, to give some advice a little bit further down that I vehemently disagree with. And, and just as I said, you know, Kim.com, take, take it at face value, uh, take it at face value. But if you're worried about us surveillance, use a Huawei device. Okay. I vehemently, 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 vehemently disagree with this. Okay. Trading one authoritarian totalitarian regime for another that is proven to be spying on us. Uh, and yes, they are spying on us. The Chinese communist party is indeed spying on, on American citizens. Uh, this has been proven. They have, uh, uh, their, their Chinese police stations that, that are in a number of cities here in the United States is documented facts. All right. I'm not making this up. This is not stuff that, that I'm simply pulling out of thin air. All right. It, it's documented. It's, it, it is on record. It is published data. These, these are news stories. Okay. So for the people who have the, the attention span of a gnat, of, you know, all of five minutes, oh, that would never happen in the United States. It did happen. It did happen. It's continuing to happen. And the FBI is not doing anything to shut this down. The only reason that the Restrict Act is, is even a conversation is because it grants the United States government more power. Okay? They don't care about TikTok. They don't care about the fact that Huawei towers being placed around U.S. military installations are being used for electronic eavesdropping and surveillance. They know this. They've known this from the beginning. Politicians that authorize their, their construction all the way down to the local most level were getting kickbacks. They know. They know about this. 
Why do they want the Restrict Act? Because it gives them more power. That's the whole reason. So anyway, uh, but anyway, Kim.com goes, if you're worried about U.S. surveillance, use a Huawei device. The Chinese government has backdoors too, but at least your data is not captured by the U.S. government and China doesn't share surveillance data with the United States. There are no secure devices. Pick your poison. Tweeted from an iPhone. And then he's got his uh, LOL emoji there. Um, trading one master for another is is no virtue. Okay, just as I said, it's no virtue. So, uh, I can neither uh, confirm nor deny, simply out of out of ignorance, that, that the CIA is, is the agency that's behind this. I, knowing what I know, um, I don't think, while, while the CIA has certainly has the capability of doing such a thing, I don't think that they would be tasked with doing that. Uh, the NSA would. The NSA would. The FBI certainly would. Uh, but the NSA specifically has all the tools to do this. Uh, so the question a lot of people have now then is, well, what what's the remedy here? So I've been telling people for years now, iPhones, Apple in general is, is not your friend. Um, kind of the old hand knowledge that, that came from a specific era of the uh, special operations community and kind of the, the trade craft community was to use iPhones because they were intrinsically secure. Um, specifically iPhone fives, uh, the iPhone five C was kind of the, the last of, of those that you could, you could jailbreak and configure in the background. Um, but the problem is, is that those devices are closed source. And uh, Apple takes great pains to make sure that they're closed source. Uh, so I'm not saying that the, the thinking originally was flawed because it wasn't. Uh, it, it was solid at the time. But this further illustrates that we don't get so married to one practice that we... we uh, can't change it. We can't adopt it over time because things change, right? Things change. So, you know, um, people are probably saying now to themselves, well, I mean, what's the alternative? You know, what, what do we do? Well, um, you know, Android has a distinct advantage and, and I mean, Android, the IO, the, the operating system, not, not Android specific devices, but Android, the, the operating system has a distinct advantage of being open source. So, Despite the fact that devices themselves, so the, the actual hardware attack uh, to get in the back door, uh, because th this is how one of the, the avenues of approach that, that uh, Apple has some issues is, is actual hardware attacks it, itself. And this is something that I was pointing out to people back during the uh, whole hubbub about uh, San Bernardino shooting and the FBI wanting to get into those devices and Apple taking them to court and saying, you know, no, we're not going to give up. Your... Here's the thing about all that. And this, this was the point that I made back then. And I'm going to make it uh, now uh, again, I'm going to revisit this. It's not that the FBI didn't already get into those devices. They did. They already got into it. You have to understand that everything that the, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, like any other law enforcement agency in the United States, everything that they do is built around building a case that is prosecutable. Okay. And not just prosecutable, but bulletproof. As soon as we bring this evidence forward, 
we are not going to lose this. Okay, we are not going to lose this case. This is how they view things. And so their evidence collection procedure is all centered around how do you build a bulletproof case? Well, the, the uh, very foundational principle behind that is, was the evidence collected lawfully? Right. Because this is also known as the fruit of the poisonous tree doctrine. If evidence is collected unlawfully and it violates the Fourth Amendment as well as the Fifth Amendment, then, you know, the, the case is invalid on its face. Now, you may say, well, that, that doesn't really matter in this era of, of, of American jurisprudence. And I'm not disagreeing with you. OK, but that is a matter of opinion. I am stating what what actually is part of American legal philosophy and American jurisprudence. Okay, this this is how this works. And so uh, Fruit of the Poisonous Tree Doctrine says that there has to be a legal precedent for the collection of information to be presented as evidence in court. This is why the FBI took Apple to court. They already had the data. It was inadmissible as evidence because it had been unlawfully collected. Now, had they won their lawsuit, then they would have been able to present that evidence, as well as all the other evidence that they have collected from every American out there, and probably a good number of other people across the world as well, because we don't, we don't just isolate our surveillance activities to the United States. Okay. Um, you know, we're, we're doing this all over the world. The global war on terror was a excellent practice ground for just that very thing. Uh, so, uh, that brings us back to, to our original question. What is it then that, that we need to do? What is best practice? Well, you know, I've covered this on, on several of the lessons from the farm. Um, the first thing that you need to understand is that uh, a lot of the, the sacred cows that are out there that, you know, the altars that people worship at for, you know, the simplistic answer for um, security against surveillance and kind of hardening themselves, <clears throat> you know, things like like uh, Signal, for example, Signal was a great option five years ago, not such a good option now. Okay. It's, it's, it's not, and there's a lot better options out there. And I know that, you know, people are like, what, ah! you know, a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, guys that are, are really folks that, that are really trying to wrap their mind around just technology in general and having a hard time with it. These tech, this stuff is, is really not for everybody. Okay. I understand that. And, and, you know, uh, it, it's, it's hard enough for, for guys who are savvy on technology to stay ahead of that power curve. Um, but you know, it, it's, it, it's a tough thing. Okay. It's a tough thing, but signal was, was great five years ago. Kinda. Um, it, it was better than nothing right now. Not so much anymore. Right. Not so much anymore. I use it for, you know, white side communications and that's it. Okay, people that I would normally be talking to overtly anyway. But really, this kind of goes back to the whole notion of using a phone for, for much of anything that is secure is, is just a really terrible idea. <clears throat> it's a really terrible idea. Um, you know, and, and so this revisits the whole notion of utilizing a tablet 
and open Wi-Fi connections for your red side and black side communications. Um, now, I did a couple episodes of Lessons from the Farm uh, on that, and uh, you can go back and, and listen to those. It's something that I briefly cover in class as well uh, in the RTO course. And you know, if, if you want a very formal education where you go deep into this stuff, you know, K, Combat Studies Group, his ground rod courses, uh, especially ground rod one and two, those are the classes that you want to get into. And uh, I'm going to have him back on the podcast here soon, hopefully before I head out to Wyoming. But those are the ones that you want to get into, okay, because those practices, and I can tell you something about Kay, he is staying on top of this. He's very meticulous about staying on top of uh, these, these things, right? So, you know, definitely, 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 Understand what the threat is. Uh, I would get away from iPhone now. I got away from iPhone a number of years ago. Um, I am running a device. So, you know, like you're probably also running around saying, well, you know, I can't just just ditch my phone altogether. Right. You, You do have to have a way of communicating with the outside world out of convenience, outside of sustainability. It just is what it is. Right. So you have to understand that there are acceptable risks that that are coming along with that. And so you realize that now we we need to look for feasible ways to sidestep those risks and to mitigate those risks. Uh, So, you know, I'm running a a Pixel device that is running um, uh, Calyx OS. And it's a very good solution for most of the issues, most of the threats that, that I intend to mitigate. Now, it's still a cell phone, right? It's still a cell phone. Still has the, the same issues that cell phones are going to have, right? The same inherent problems that cell phones are going to have. But, but, this is the important part. It is sidestepping a lot of the um, data collection that is occurring in real time. So, a lot of the... Uh, key logging, a lot of the uh, threat that's that's being modeled here uh, with the iPhones, it's sidestepping most of that, most of that. Now, again, it is still a phone. You are still uh, getting an MC number, an IMEI number. Uh, it is still being tracked in real time because they are, right? They definitely are. But, you know, if... You have to understand what is being collected on you and how to sidestep that. And the other thing... The other thing that I'll say is that, uh, you know, don't be giving your phone number out to everybody. All right. You know, we, we can mitigate what is collected on us simply by changing our practices as well. Um, change up your practices, change up what you are doing. And that requires a lifestyle change. You know, that requires a lifestyle change. And so, um, you know, for, for those of us who are married to our phones, who are uh, addicted to our phones, who literally do everything from our phones, can't, you know, can't leave them at home, um, and, and you're not doing business things on them, you, you're, you know, you're just staring mindlessly at them, um, understand that, that a lot's being collected on you. You know, and, and I think that personally, it's a sad state of affairs when I hear people who, and they say these things out of frustration, and I, I get that, but I do think it's very sad that they say, uh, well, you know, they, I, I have nothing to hide anyway. Oh, who cares? They're going to surveil me. I Oh, well. 
They throw their hands up. They're doing that out of frustration. That's a coping mechanism. That is a coping mechanism. And uh, it's, it, I think that it's very sad because that flies directly in the face of our, uh, our whole ethos as Americans, it, that, that we are free. We are a free people. Uh, so, you know, it, but again, it, it's, it's, it is what it is. You're not going to change the current of the stream for sure. You just have to recognize that the river is flowing one way and, you know, do, do what you can help those you can help those in this audience and everybody else. Well, you know, you, you did the best that you could. You fought the best that you could. So, uh, I really wanted to feel that in the, uh, I, I really, really wanted to feel that, uh, in, in this part of the episode, because it is so critical to, to what we're doing and, uh, so critical to the conversation. And, uh, anyway, the, the serious part of this episode, that stuff's serious too. Don't get me wrong, but we have now confirmed video footage and this is coming from uh a mexican news channel uh which i'm not familiar with this news channel but uh, of course it was coming from citizens free press their um uh their twitter feed and i commented on this and retweeted it so anybody that's following me at brushbeater uh you you will see nc scout at brushbeater over on twitter um this footage is over there and uh it is a cartel member from the gulf cartel who is carrying an at4 with a yellow and black band now interestingly enough this uh, footage got a community notes warning on it, and it says it is a mistranslation. This is a quote, by the way. It is a mistranslation. It is saying these weapons are like the ones in Ukraine, not ones from Ukraine. And it is uh, referencing this community notes, which these are employees that work at Twitter that do this, that fact check Uh it is referencing another Twitter account, which is, um, I think, kind of high, highly suspect. Highly suspect because you can listen to this, and if you're a Spanish speaker, uh, like and from Ukraine. So the the original, the original statement here is that Mexican TV reports dozens of U.S. AT4 weapon systems, which were originally shipped to Ukraine, have been purchased by the cartel Golfo or the Gulf Cartel in Mexico, right? <clears throat> the second part of this community notes, which I think is very significant in all the wrong ways, and this is a quote, these weapons have been used across Mexico for M, M the letter M, possibly a decade now anyways, anyways, with an S, uh, with an S on the end. Um, I find it hard to believe that that uh, whoever wrote this community notes is is one being objective because they're not. Uh, but if they're speaking in with with words like anyways, um, uh, no, no. And and then there's a YouTube video that that's clipped here. Um, here's the problem. 
Here's the problem with this. These weapons have been used across Mexico for M, possibly a decade now anyways. All right, what you're saying is th this is the same thing as, you know, a little kid saying, well, Timmy did it too when he does something bad. Well, Timmy did it too. Well, I don't care what Timmy did. We're talking about you. We're talking about you right now. Yeah, but he did it and he didn't get in trouble. Why am I getting in trouble? Because you did it and we're not talking about him. He's irrelevant. This is an equivalence argument and not even a very good one that's being made. Well, these weapons have been used across Mexico for possibly a decade now anyways. Bullshit. Bullshit. So if they've been used across the border from the United States, on the border region, Gulf Cartel, Sinaloa, right? The Templars, CNJG, for over a decade? This is a clear and present danger. Why do we have criminal organizations, terrorist organizations, that are in a de facto state of feudalist civil war against the rule of law in a Mexican government? And we know that they're smuggling humans into the United States, as well as there's substantial killing and kidnapping campaign that they have going on in real time inside our borders. Why the hell is this acceptable? Why is this community notes on Twitter making the suggestion that this behavior is normal and acceptable with American weapons? American weapons. American AT-4 anti-tank rocket. Okay? Period. End of story. It is irrelevant where they came from. Now, I suggest they did come from Ukraine. Can I prove it? No. Am I going to have access to serial numbers? No. But I do find it interesting that there are a number of accounts out there that are... Very quick to dismiss this as a threat. This Twitter account, All Source News. All Source News. Hmm. Video shows a Sicario group of Grupo Escorpion of the Gulf Cartel armed with an AT4 in Matamoros which I tweeted about two days ago. Matamoros borders Brownsville, Texas. Cartels have had AT4s for a while, and it didn't come from Ukraine. Okay, so how do you know it didn't come from Ukraine? And of course, this account, All Source News, which is one of these open source intelligence feeds, quote-unquote, OSINT, the OSINT bros, who've really come into their own, this entire Ukraine nonsense, right? He's so sure. Oh, did I just misgender him? I don't give a fuck. He's so sure that it didn't come from Ukraine. Can't could have come from everywhere else. But no, 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 no. De definitely didn't come from Ukraine because the Ukrainians wouldn't do that. Ukrainians wouldn't sell those weapons. Why those poor Ukrainians? They just got their ass handed to them in Bakhmut. They just lost several divisions in Bakhmut. 
Huh. They wouldn't be selling their weapons. No, no way, no how. No way. No way that those weapons that we gave to Ukraine for free, for free, there is no way that they would sell them. There's no way that there is corruption in Ukraine. No way in hell, right? No. No. Why? And, and if you ever question if there's any corruption in Ukraine, why? <laughs> you must just be a Putin lover. Right? Russian disinformation. Am I right? Am I right? Well, let's read some Russian Russian disinformation here. Jerusalem Post, November 4th, 2022. U.S. worried that weapons sent to Ukraine could end up in the wrong hands. The Jerusalem Post is, you know, well known for their conservative bias. Though. Right? Am I right? Am I right? Uh, the U.S. State Department outlined a plan to stop the potential trade of the U.S. arms sent to Ukraine, noting that criminal actors may attempt to acquire the weapons. This is in 2022. Just last year. You mean the U.S. State Department under Anthony Blinken? Why, Blinken is, is as pure as the wind-driven snow. <laughs> U.S. State Department announced last Thursday that it plans to counter what it called the diversion of U.S. weapons sent to Ukraine, which may end up in the hands of pro-Russian or independent, independent non-state actors. I don't know, maybe like the Gulf Cartel? Wars can provide opportunities for weapons to fall into private hands via theft or illicit sales, sometimes creating black markets for arms that endure for decades, explained the State Department. A variety of criminal and non-state actors may attempt to acquire weapons from sources in Ukraine following or during the conflict as occurred after the Balkans Wars in the 1990s. The U.S. has committed approximately $17.6 billion, billion with a B, worth of arms to Ukraine since the beginning of Russia's invasion on February 24th. We don't have an accurate number on the expenditures of those weapon systems. Huh. Well, that was the Jerusalem Post. Let's uh let, let's let's go to another source here. How about in a more international source than the Jerusalem Post? I mean, Israel, Israeli news, United States news, yeah, that's Different countries, but, you know, kind of cover some of the same topics, have some of the same angles, takes on things. Well, how about Almayadeen, right? Almayadeen.net. Almayadeen English. Weapons supplied to Ukraine flooding Africa's black markets. DPR head, right? Dennis Pushlin. Acting head of the Donetsk People's Republic. Of course, these are Russian separatists. This was 14 December 2022. Warns that Ukraine is selling black or is selling weapons that acquired from the rest the West on the black market. Of course, there's an image of a javelin here. All right, so we've got a javelin here, which uh, this image is kind of funny to me because uh, the, the guy is using the clue 
which is the the targeting system with the javelin and the javelin itself um, from inside a turret. Boy, I hope he doesn't do that because the backblast would burn him up. Uh, the backblast from that would kill him um, from in, inside the weapons turret. Anyway, uh, I digress. But uh, this article goes on. You can say, well, you know, this is this one of the Russian separatists. They're going to say what they are. This is propaganda. This is a psyop. This is what it is. Man, maybe, maybe, maybe. But there is a nugget of truth in everything. Right. This kind of weaponry is being moved in large quantities to African countries, too, Schillen said. Elsewhere in his remarks, he highlighted that the harm Ukraine has already done to the DPR has surpassed $20.5 billion. If we talk only about destroyed housing, his figures since 2014 are very approximate. He goes on to talk about the destruction of the infrastructure. Well, buddy, that's war. Okay, that, that's just going to happen. But the... the uh, black market here, and there is strong evidence, goes on to say likely 30% of it, meaning the weapons, reaches its final destination. The rest, who knows? That statement, of course, was later deleted. So, kind of the other side, right? Well, we could chalk that up. Eh, maybe, maybe not. All right. What about the Nigerian president? Mohamedou Buhari? Ah, uh, yeah, Nigeria. We're not really happy with Nigeria right now because we're getting into Pride Month and they don't really go for that stuff in Nigeria. So, you know, we're, we're not real, real happy with them. Of course, they don't really care at this point either. Uh, but he warned also that these weapons being supplied to Ukraine from Western countries are starting to flow into the Lake Chad Basin region. Okay. Ukraine's nothing more than an arms clearinghouse. What about the citizen? Let's 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 uh, move on to a news source here. The citizen, all right. Another news agency. Weapon Western weapons in Ukraine leaking to black market. Says report. This is April twenty third, twenty twenty three. Just the other day. This is coming from veteran American journalist Seymour Hirsch. Pulitzer Prize winner, speaking on a program called Going Underground, said the West is aware of this black market trade, as well as some reports about missing arms shipments, and these have even appeared in the U.S. media, despite the level of censorship, right? Seymour Hirsch is pretty famous for his take, or infamous, depending on your stance of things and uh, whatever uh, shade of flag you're flying on, uh, in, in your front yard and on your profile. Uh, but he pointed out the very high likelihood that the U.S. was involved in the bombing of the Russian pipeline. Yeah, you remember that one? The one that blew up, and then all the NAFO bros and all the OSINT people were running around out there saying, Oh, they did it! Putin blew up his own pipeline! Yeah. <laughs> right. You have to be a complete idiot to believe that. To even suggest it. What about the Cato Institute? The tragic but unsurprising costs of U.S. weapons in Ukraine. May 24th, 2023. So just the other day, literally, 
Over the last 48 hours, national news outlets have begun reporting the Ukrainian militias using U.S.-made armored vehicles, albeit unconfirmed by the U.S. government, in an attack over the Russian border and that the Ukraine security forces conducted a drone attack against the Kremlin earlier this month. They just did another one as well. It is important to note that despite Washington's support for Ukraine, the U.S. or the uh, United States was not involved in either attack. Yeah, right. This recent escalation with U.S. weapon systems in one case is disappointing, but not surprising. This is coming from Jordan Cohen at the Cato Institute. Uh, Jordan goes on to describe how these weapons have made themselves proliferated in the world. He also includes how this occurred in Afghanistan as well, how the Taliban are utilizing those now. Um, and look like that they're, they're getting ready to go head-to-head against the Iranians. Um, we'll see how that's going to work. I don't think it's going to work very well. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of outside of what we're talking about in this episode. You know, uh, so this is coming from the Cato Institute. Well, you know, libertarian think tank, kind of fringe right wing Cato Institute right wing. You, know, uh, you know, they're not really, uh, they're certainly not really, really a credible source to, to the NAFO types that, that find themselves on, on the side of the leftist military industrial complex. So let, let's go to one that maybe might be a little more palatable, a little more defendable. PBS.org, cashing in on illegal arms in Ukraine, Dave Gibson. Mm -hmm. This goes back a ways. This story right here goes back a long, long way. Between 1997 and 2000, the Ukrainian arms industry grew tenfold and exported 1.5 billion dollars worth of weapons. This is written back in 2002. It's very interesting because one of the pivotal people involved in the Ukrainian arms trade from that era was none other than Victor Boot. Yeah, you know Victor Boot, the guy that we traded to the Russians... For Brittany Griner, the basketball player nobody had ever heard of out of very, very small and dwindling circles, who was very quick to praise BLM, despise America, run down America, right? And is so stupid as to smuggle weed into Russia. And think that somehow the rules don't apply. Well, we had to trade Victor Boot, a Russian citizen, and a man who means to do America harm, who sold weapons sourced in Ukraine from this era to people who intended to do America harm. He was fictionalized in Lord of War, starring Nicolas Cage. Pretty good account of what Victor Boot has done. And what do you think that he's been doing since he got out? What do you think that he's been doing since he was exchanged 
in in a in probably the worst deal ever made for a prisoner exchange in US history that only served as gaining some cheap political points with special interest groups that's all it did that is all it did Meanwhile, Gonzalo Lira, who is an American citizen, was rolled up in Ukraine by Ukrainian Domestic Security Service. He's an American citizen. He's being held for simply speaking out. Simply pointing out inconsistencies. But, oh, in this era, that makes him a Russian propagandist. And so because he's a Russian propagandist, we kind of forget that he exists. Well, we won't comment on him. State Department won't comment on him. He's an American citizen. But see, he doesn't fit the right categories. He's not the right demographic. He's not really somebody who is defendable. And and the media cannot lionize him. Right? So we just forget that he exists. He's a non-person. So that whole American citizenship card that can be played and ginned up when it is convenient is really good when it's convenient. And it's forgotten about when it's not. What do you think Victor Boot's up to now? What do you think he's doing now? Do you think that every Ukrainian is on the level? We just had a couple of senior officers in Ukraine after the fallout of the absolutely abysmal trap that was Bakhmut. It was an atrocious military failure. By any honest estimation, okay, any honest estimation, it was. I don't, I don't care where you fall in any of this, right? Because Ukraine's not my war. Not my war. But we do have to worry about the second and third order effects. You think all of them are on the level? As I was saying, we just had a senior officer frag another one over the losses. Do you think that they're one big happy family? No. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Just like Germany at the close of World War II. Hey, you know, maybe maybe we need to take this Hitler guy out. Maybe we need to take this Zelensky guy out. He's getting our people killed. He's going to fight to the last Ukrainian. And then where is he going to go? Hmm? Some of you people are so stupid that you buy into these open source, the open source intelligence accounts. It's very interesting to me that each one of these OSINT accounts all seem to have this sort of same flavor to them, right? They defend the actions of a lawless regime in D.C. that has no accountability, that has no consequences, and is very clearly working against the interests of the American people. Prosecuting illegal wars. Whatever happened to the anti-war left? I want to know whatever happened to them. Oh, they're gone. They disappeared. They left the room some time ago. Right? It wasn't chic. It wasn't cool to be anti-war anymore. That Oliver Stone, well, he's, eh, you know, right? 
it's absurd. No way could these weapons that are showing up on our border now, absolutely no way, no how, could they be showing up from Ukraine. Everywhere else but Ukraine. Right? Couldn't be from Ukraine. Last time I checked, when I looked at that video, you couldn't see the serial numbers. And the only way you'd know for sure is from the serial numbers. So you can't say one way or the other. All these little low cent accounts, boy, they are so sure. Including the community notes. It's fact checking, right? I'm going to fact check. Even though there are no facts to check. The facts are, is that there are American weapons in the hands of people who want to do Americans harm on our southern border, which is non-existent. Do you understand that? And yes, it is my very strong, reasonable suspicion that they came from Ukraine. Why would a nation state sell a criminal organization its own weapons from its own stockpile? But what we do know, as this OSINT account suggested, to try and minimize the problem here, the issue at the heart here, what they sought to do was to say, well, the Venezuelans sold it to them. Venezuela has been an enemy country to the United States since 2004, just based on the ban of that AT-4. And I'm not an expert on munitions. I just shot them, okay? But I do know a little bit about it. Just based on the ban on that AT-4, its manufacturer was in the mid-2000s because we changed it. It changed. Little things changed about it. The warhead was updated. Different batch of manufacture. It's got a little bit different of a marking on it, right? So that you age, you you deplete the munitions that are aging out. You keep the fresh stockpiles fresh, right? Because everything, the propellant in there, the ignition system, everything, uh, the explosive in the warhead, it has a, a, a shelf life. But the point is, the, the overarching point about all this, Russia is operating... In South America, they have complete dominion and hegemony down there from old, old, old hands, old communist activists who were operational during the USSR days, right? China is operating down there, and we've had Russian nationals, Chinese nationals, who we've rolled up at the border. Some, a few, maybe one out of every 50, how many have gotten into the United States? And so just their presence also suggests that there is a higher level of sophistication and cooperation going on between these criminal elements and nations, actual nation states who intend to do us harm. It's there. We're seeing it. I don't care how many quote-unquote OSINT accounts are out there that want to minimize all this stuff. And oh, blah, blah, blah. my lying eyes, right? My lying eyes. You are asking me and you are asking the public to ignore that which we know to be true, which we are seeing with our eyes. And in no universe is any of this okay. So anyway, with that 
all said, folks, you really seriously need to be doubling down on what you're doing, how you're preparing for an uncertain future. This is, we, we are seeing the beginnings of one of the biggest failures of security, of intelligence, of really a condemnation of, of American society and our governance occurring in real time. We haven't even seen the second nor third order effect of this absolutely atrocious war in Ukraine. Not yet, but we will. And America's enemies are sitting back and they're waiting. You need to prepare yourselves. You need to prepare yourselves every way that you can. Store training calendar is up there. Enrollment is uh, open for most courses. There's a couple now that are that are completely booked up, but I will have uh, more enrollment opportunities that are going to be going up a little bit later in the year. But most of the courses that are up there now are what's up there. Okay, and that's kind of rounding us out for 2023. But there's going to be a lot of equipment that is coming up in the very near future. And I'm really, really looking forward to getting it all out there. Of course, show sponsors, Blacksmith Publishing, the Warriors Bookstore. A couple of very close friends of mine, Special Operations Legends, Paul LeFevre and Mike Blackburn. They wrote the book. That is used in the U.S. Army Special Forces Qualification Course and the SUT course. Their book, the Small Unit Tactics Handbook, as well as Iron Sharpening Iron, which I think is a mandatory read for every American Christian man out there. Got me through some very hard times, of course. TacticalWisdom.com, my close friend, Joe Dolio, his four-volume series, and I have it on good authority that Volume 5 will be coming out before the end of the summer. Uh, so a lot of people have been asking about where that's coming from, uh, or <laughs> rather when that's coming out. We know where it's coming from. It's coming from him. But uh, when it's going to be coming out, by the end of the summer, it will be out. Last, certainly not least, civildefensemanual.com. My friend Jack Lawson with his two-volume set. I wrote the communications chapter in that, which I think is really worth having to book uh, just for that alone. But there's a lot of other great information that's in there. Great stuff, great knowledge that's shared by uh, veterans and guys who have some serious bona fides behind their name, expertise in the field. Folks, again, don't buy into the nonsense. Look at everything with a critical but realistic eye and understand that this is not going anywhere good. Okay. Everybody with two brain cells see this for what it is. All right. They see this for what it is. God bless all of you. Stay safe. Keep your heads on a swivel. Continue to prepare. And I will see you out there training. This is NC Scout out.